It's easy to be good to people who are good to us. It doesn't take it doesn't take much effort or much much like willpower in us to be kind to to those that are kind to us. But what about what about with the people who do us wrong, who talk bad about us, who routinely disrespect us, or who have really hurt us? The the last thing we think about is is being good to them, doing good to them, or being kind to them. Like they don't deserve it. And yet Jesus today says, love your enemies. If we don't hear that in Bach, it means we didn't really hear it. He, he's not speaking in a parable. He's not being hyperbolic. He says to you and me to love our enemies. That's a crazy claim. It's a uniquely Christian claim. And I think as we have maybe the the first instinct in us all to, to do harm to our enemy, to not reach, be, be nice to those or be kind to those who are not kind to us. That's kind of naturally in us, but it's especially so the case today, I think we're all the more enticed to hate our enemy. We're almost being kind of conditioned to do it more with, with the news and the rhetoric and the climate. It's more and more the case. It's more and more of like an easy disposition for us just to, to, to do that. But Jesus doesn't just say, love your enemies. He, he, he gives on to what it looks like. He goes on and he gives specific instructions. Simple, but very difficult. But I think if we're to put them into practice, ultimately they will set us free. It will set us free from being in and staying in and sometimes living in a, a vindictive, or vengeful state, because that would bind us up. And the gospel, Jesus' way, always frees us. And here, what he says, he says those, he gives us the three things on how to love your enemy. He gives us, he tells us how to act, how to speak, and then he gives us something to do. Before we get into those real quick though, we gotta look back, when we say love your enemies, we gotta look back a few weeks ago when we looked at robbers of joy. And when Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, when he talked about love, it's not the love that you would have with a family member. It's not a love that you would have with your spouse. It's not a love that you would have even with a friend. But what Paul used in Corinthians 13 and what Jesus is using today in love is this sacrificial agape love. Remember love that's not passive, but it's active. So Jesus isn't saying here even to like your enemy. He's not saying to like your enemy. He's saying that's the, the command is, you must love your enemy with this agape sacrificial love. So it's not the fuzzy, I don't need to have the warm fuzzies for my enemy, but I have to love them with the agape love. So first in verse 27, love your enemies. And then what does he say? Do good to those who hate you. If I am to love my enemy, I have to do good to those who do not do good to me. The person who intentionally hurts me, I don't, hurt them back. The person who wronged me, betrayed me, cheated me, I do not wrong, betray, or cheat them. We have a great example of this, our gospel couples with our first reading today. You have, King, you have David and King Saul. David, remember, killed Goliath. And because of that, Saul loved David. 
He treated, the Bible says, King Saul treated David as his son and he invited David into his palace. And David would play the harp for Saul. When Saul wasn't feeling well, David would play the harp. But in the midst of all that, David's popularity grew and he became very popular and he was loved more so than King Saul. And King Saul didn't like that. He grew jealous of David and he grew so jealous of him. He had hatred for David. And one day when David was playing the harp in the palace, Saul picked up a spear and threw it at David to try to kill him. David ducked out of the way, the spear missed him and David escaped. And this is where our reading picks up today. David escaped and then since then, Saul's still been trying to kill David. At this point, he's got 3,000 men searching for David, looking for him to find him so as to kill him. And then what our reading showed today is that it's the moment, ironically, this is the moment when the 3,000 men were sleeping and Saul was sleeping and David and his friend Abishai came upon Saul and the sleeping men. And what did David see right by Saul's head was the spear. Kind of just calling his name. Here's the spear, David. Take me. Here's your chance to get even, to pay back. Not only that, Abishai, his friend says, God has delivered your enemy into your grasp this day. Let's nail him with the spear. Pick it up. Take it. Let him have what's coming to him. And he doesn't even stop there. He says, like, if you don't want to pick it up, let me pick up the spear and nail him for you. But David said to him, do him no harm. David did not pay evil for evil. This is why the Bible talks and says that David was a man after God's own heart. Do we not have that inclination in us? That voice is like, pick up the spear. When that person did that to me, they said that about me. They've done this in the past that caused the hurt. When I have the chance for the spear, take it, pick it up, give it to them. Let them feel what they made me feel. St. Paul in Romans, Romans chapter 12, he's quoting, he's qu quoting one of the wisdom books of Proverbs chapter 25. And in that it says this, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If your enemy is thirsty, give him something to drink. And in doing so, you will heap burning coals on top of his head and the Lord will bless you. What does that mean? It doesn't mean that your enemy is going to burn up. Like some of you are saying, well, that's what I was going to do. The Bible gave me permission to get, go get coals and my enemy will get. No, what it means is if you, if, you have, if, if you have an enemy at work, someone who's done you wrong, who continues to do you wrong, who keeps you out and doesn't invite you to meetings or intentionally does you wrong, the next time you go to Starbucks, offer to buy him coffee, offer to pay for it. He won't know what to do. Now, it's important that after you buy the coffee on your way home, don't put, or way back to work, don't put something in the coffee, right, for your enemy. But see, if your enemy is hungry, give him something to drink. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. The Lord will bless you. Why? Because things get better when we don't repay evil with evil. Romans chapter 12 says, we, 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 we repay evil with good. Now, this isn't to, to say we're just to be, to be pushovers and we let people walk all over us and just take anything. That's not what we're talking about. 
We're not, we're not to be vengeful. Elsewhere in Romans, Paul says that the Lord will be the Lord will bring about vengeance. The Lord will. It's not us to be vengeful, but because he's a God of justice, at the end it will work out. And God will see to it that it works out. Because he's a God of justice. But it's not for us to take it upon ourselves. Why? Because what else does Paul say? Paul says, if you return evil with evil, he says, you yourself will be overcome with evil. Is that not the case? How, how true that is. Two different times when David had the opportunity to kill Saul, to repay evil with evil, and he didn't do it, Saul's heart was, was like bursted open. At one time, Saul, Saul, Saul wept. Today we don't hear it, but at the end of the reading, Saul lifted up the spear. He took the spear that was lying by, by Saul's head. David took the spear and he held it up and said, here's the spear. I had the chance to repay evil with evil and I didn't do it. And what was Saul's response? We don't hear it in the reading today, but his response is, blessed are you, David, my son. You will succeed. You are the better man. Saul's heart was changed. He was a man wanting to, to kill David, but his heart was changed. Because David was the bigger person. David didn't return evil with evil. The Lord says to us, if we're to love our enemies, we must do good to those who hate us. Second way, Jesus says in verse 28, he says, now, he says, bless those who curse you. Bless those who curse you. What does that mean? How do we bless? We bless with our mouth. Sometimes the best way to not, some, sometimes the best way to love our enemy is by not talking bad about them. And is it not the case here with this first reading with two people kind of duking it out? You know, Saul's looking to, to kill David. That's not usually the case for us. How do we normally do it? We do it with our words. It is a common spot for us to pick up a spear and return the evil with evil through our words. We can do so much damage with our words and with our speech. Someone lies about me, I'm gonna lie about them. They talk bad about me or they talk behind my back, I'm gonna talk bad about them, lie about them, talk behind their back. The sins of gossip, slander, and detraction are some of the easier sins for us Christians to fall into. They're so easy for us to fall into. That spear is just saying, take it, it's easy. Take up the spear, take your words, and give it to what he's did to you and give it to you. Not too long ago, a few years ago, there was, there was someone who was criticizing me, which is fine, that's normal, that's natural, but he was, he was attacking me personally. He was attacking my character, but things that were not true, saying things that were not true about me. Every time when I was in a situation and talking with other people and this, gen this gentleman's name came up in the conversation, so much in me wanted to just to pick up that spear and just to give it to him. I, it, it could have been the sin of detraction by saying something bad about him, right? What's the sin of detraction? It's, it's, it's true about this person, but it's something that I don't need to share, I don't need to say. The Bible talks about that every man has, has the right to retain his good reputation. I can pick up a spear 
and damage someone's reputation by the sin of detraction, but they did it to me. Everything in me wants to throw that spear right back. Or slander. Boy, I'm, I was tempted in those moments to actually make up things that were not true about him because he did it to me. Or gossip. In the book of James, it talks about the fire as being, or the tongue. The tongue is like a fire and it's full of deadly poison, able to set entire forests ablaze. How true is that with our tongues? But I, don't, I do not have permission from God to ever say something uncharitable. I do not have permission from God to speak uncharitably about anybody. Do I use my tongue for those that have hurt me, my enemy, whether I'm talking with my girlfriends or I'm with my buddies, do I use my tongue to gossip, slander, or detract the person who's harmed me? Or do I bless them? How do, what's blessing them with our, with our words? It's propping them up actually. Or at least we zip it when we have the opportunity to pick up a spear and throw it. That's how we love our enemies. And lastly here, real quick, the third way, the thing that Jesus gives us something that says to do, he says, pray for those who mistreat you. Sometimes it's like, like, how do I love my enemy when I'm not even around them anymore? They're not even in my presence. Or maybe it's not safe, it's dangerous to, it's dangerous to be in their presence. How am I supposed to love them? You can always pray for them. And that's not, that's not, I pray that they go bankrupt, right? Or I pray that they get a flat tire, Lord, please. No, the prayer is, is that God blesses the person. You're asking for good to be done to someone who has harmed you. That is loving your enemy. As the case with David, there's a, probably a good chance that throughout this week, there will be an opportunities for you to pick up spears. There'll be opportunities for you to pick up a spear either through, through action or through speech to an enemy to repay evil with evil. Do what David did. Return, return good when evil was done. That's the Christian way. We repay evil with good by loving our enemy, by doing, those, being, doing good to those who have harmed us, by blessing those who have cursed us and by praying for those who mistreat us. Doing so, if we do that this week, if we do that this week, doing so, we will leave the spear on the ground where it belongs.